exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. It's a happy hour of an event that happened last weekend, uh, which shall remain nameless, but we will talk to about to uh, an extent uh, here on the show. Uh, how are you? On the panel this evening, Dr. Kilometer, Eric Marzak. Hello, radio audience. I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, Mitchell, the senior in high school, the <laughs> high school senior. Yep. Future high school senior? Yeah, I guess. Hope so. Your parents going to let you uh, come up with this? Do they, have um, they... I might have to edit that email a little bit before <laughs> I show it to my mom. But... You have to show her the email? I'm going to well, I'm gonna, well, it's I'll be more professional. you uh, like, oh, okay. look, look, look what I have. So you're going to have to edit out the part where I put clothing optional and like bring loads of booze? Yeah, and... that's... Because obviously you can't drink as you are underage, but uh, you will be responsible for watching us drink. Jeremy, also on the Hello. panel. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm I'm excellent now. I've been busy all week, and now I get to relax. I'm excited. Impact Happy Hour is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. Of course, uh, myspace.com slash impacthappyhour and uh, a group on Facebook that uh, I don't think anybody's checked. And uh, I checked it a little while ago. There's you? no there's no real activity. And that's why MySpace no is it. where it's at for the for the face or for the. The camaraderie with Happy Hour. My yeah, space the camaraderie of our 23 friends, uh, half of which being impactors. So anyway, uh, <laughs> lots to talk about this week. Uh, it was a big weekend for everybody last weekend, except maybe Mitchell. I don't know what you did last weekend. But uh, I will let uh, uh, Jeremy just ran out of here. But you were also at an event that I was invited to, but I missed out on because uh, I had to play a gig on Saturday night. And uh, I'm curious to hear how uh, this specific event went, Dr. Kilometer. Wow, it was quite a, um, a melee that's for certain um a bacchanal i believe as they call it in greece um well first things first is we're driving there and uh jeremy decides to get a birthday present for his brother who was also going to be there so we stop at the side of the road at this it's a it's a junk shop mm-hmm. and it's this old guy who like wears an eye patch he has one eye and he's just like that's four dollars and you know you're pointing to like an old army knife and right. then you point to like an old um record of beer drinking songs and he's like that's two dollars yeah so that was fun and then we get there and uh we had we had one beer bong uh, world record broken with uh, a single person doing sixteen beer bongs. Fantastic, which is quite a lot. What of kind beer of booze bongs. was it? What kind of beer was it? We had, um, oh man, we had some Leinenkugel. You were bonging Leinenkugel. I we had more. We had we had uh, Leinenkugel. We had. Um, Budweiser Ugh, and wife um, beater beer. Then there was, of course, lots of various um, Mountain Dew shots and whatnot. You know. Okay. So, so there was that, but um, it was a lovely evening in uh, near near Bad Axe, Michigan. Near Bad Axe. Near Bad Axe, Michigan, where the Reverend Craig Terrell uh, is, uh, had his upbringings. That's where he hails from. Yeah. So we did that and. Uh, big bonfire. Um, we had a guy come down from Alaska who had caught salmon personally for us <laughs> and we roasted the salmon wow. um, on the grill and it was delicious it was quite an event brock i do you, have to you, say you, you should have been there i know uh, who was it that called me by the way and left me a voicemail do you remember i do and that was all of us together it sounded like dr drew but i yeah, drew drew did that yeah but we were all there together thinking of funny things to say i was curious as to how he got uh he mentioned in the uh, voicemail that uh my name is brock and i'm melancholy and sad Bad, that uh, could have been Jason Lay. That oh, could have been. no, that makes sense, because Jason Lay's a jerk. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, I hope to uh, hear more. We were talking about a certain event that happened, which we won't discuss over the air, because... Uh, well, I feel for you. So, yeah. Um, I thought it was a bad decision, and then I saw pictures, and then I agreed with your decision. So right. it was well done. Uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss it in further when uh, Jeremy returns. Mitchell, the high schooler, what'd you do last weekend? You know, the entire time he's telling that story, I was trying to think what I did. I, I, I can't remember. I, I worked two day, two of the days. I worked Saturday and Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think I just hung out with my friends. I don't know. I don't think I didn't. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, uh, we found a cat. You, Me and a friend found a cat. So was, like was, to do in Tom Sawyer? Kind of. We named, we named it Clementine, and we took it to his house. <laughs> but it ran away, so. But. Wow. 
that uh, that's some exciting uh, high school stuff. Also joined, uh, I'm so glad to see Pat hey, in the studio. You too, friend. Good morning. Uh, how have you been, buddy? I've been really good. I just got back from foggy London town with my wife. And how was it? Your wife also in the studio, but she always refuses to talk, so uh, she's hanging out. and She's been... smiling politely to yeah. our listeners. Oh, man, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. I taught over there for two weeks, and uh, it was kind of half work and half vacation, I guess. It was a perfect blend. Wow. And when did you guys get back? Uh, a week and a half ago. Fantastic. So, is it as uh, cold and dreary over there as I've heard? Uh, well, we got caught in the floods, which yeah, is quite unseasonable. Um, <laughs> unseasonable <laughs> floods in my living no room. No fog. Just a lot of rain and our flat leaked like a sieve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, were you actually in London or yeah. were you in Oscar? Yeah. Uh, taught uh, through MSU at King's College, which is a big public university there sweet so that was cool we were in pimlico which is where buckingham palace is that's Mm -hmm. where we stayed so it was it was perfect i have no complaints except the weather was terrible fantastic uh we uh i i love happy hour exclusively for the uh ability to live vicariously through others that do much cooler things like pat and his wife (laughs) who get to go hang out and across the pond and teach uh fantastic things about uh, blood and guts and Mm -hmm. and the like we went to a uh old operating theater that you would have (sighs) loved One you of those small rooms where all the people sit it's, up around. It's in a bell tower of a church, and it is oh. cramped and dank and wonderful. Sweet! And they uh, reenacted an amputation. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much an, ask, an axe and a bottle of uh, ether. It's yeah. basically a scythe-shaped knife and a saw, and I'm not nice. joking. And no ether. And, and no ether. Sans ether. This uh, reenactment was before the Victorian age of ether. Wow. Tell us about Lollapalooza, Brockster. Um, okay, well, see, I uh, I did uh, end up, uh, my uh, good old radio station down in Chicago uh, happened to uh, call me up on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday and required my aid for uh, Lollapalooza for Friday and Saturday. So I headed down to um, to Chicago on Friday, and the uh, I think the gates opened Friday at, uh, it was like noon or something, and I drove by. I thought I was going to be so screwed because I took... Um, uh, because, of course, the Dan Ryan is all screwed up. I took Lakeshore Drive, and, of course, Grant Park, where Lollapalooza is, is right on Lakeshore. Yeah. Um, and, surprisingly, the traffic wasn't that bad at all, um, and there was, like, 25,000 people there already by the time I went by. Uh, basically, I was uh, relegated to sit in the studio while the uh, I was on during the afternoon drive shift, so I was on... Uh, a little early, so I was on from, like, noon to 7. So the uh, personalities, it was a team of personalities, we're down at Lollapalooza. A tag team, would you say? Yeah, tag team. Uh, it, they don't scissor, though. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they were broadcasting live, and I was back at the studio holding down the fort, you know, doing um, all the radio station-y things, like uh, putting them on the air and making sure the right, uh, what we call... Uh, uh, positioners and bumpers and uh, all those things were up and running. I got an opportunity to hear and chat with uh, such folks as uh, Perry Farrell, um, and uh, I heard some of the worst interview uh, interviews ever, uh, and it was the band's fault. Some fantastic uh, impact bands, such as Ted Leo and the Pharmacists, not a fantastic... Uh, oh, Ted Leo was so witty and funny. And they, think- all they asked him about was, uh, so what's it like not eating meat, and do you ever want to eat meat... <laughs> Uh, or do you ever feel like you want to eat meat? Uh, so, um, admittedly, though the uh, the interview wasn't that great. We I also uh, they did an interview with the guys from the Black Keys and uh, of course an Impact artist. And I don't I, I don't think they even had pulses while they were wow. doing the interviews. That's weird. Those uh, are cool guys. Did I, they I do the Eddie Vedder monotone? That's always my favorite no, interview. No. Uh, the gentlemen Style. from uh, LCD Sound System were also uh, interviewed while I was there, and uh, they were also not the. Uh, they talked about working at Arby's uh, to an extent. Mm, Arby's. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, um, I have uh, decided and recently been offered to start uh, going doing the uh, Chicago trek every week again. So wow. uh, I'm going to be a uh, Chicago radio personality. You are a dedicated again. man. It's a lot of money. Then <laughs> <laughs> you get to eat at Superdog along the oh, way. Oh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know what I noticed though, going down. Usually, for those of you who um, have been spending, you know, a lot of us, especially the uh, Michigan State area, go down to Chicago a lot. Usually, like you know, there's always the good old uh, Michigan State Police fundraising, where there's you know police everywhere. But once you get in the state of Indiana and Chicago, you can fly. Like the speed limit on the Skyway is 55, but if you're not doing like 80, you're not keeping up with the traffic. Oh yeah, it's like 696. <laughs> 
Uh, I saw five or six uh, Indiana State Police pull people over on the Skyway in Indiana, and then I saw Chicago Police pulling people over on the Skyway. So I was a little. They don't upset. like them dang indie rockers. Yeah, I know. It was a. Uh, it was one of those big, uh, big money makers for uh, Chicago. But it was fantastic. I, I look forward. Uh, look forward to doing it. Did you get to meet Perez Hilton? <sighs> I knew you were going to ask that, and no, I didn't. <laughs> um, and also, did you see that picture on uh, Perez where Eddie uh, Eddie Vedder and uh, Kid Rock were singing at the what bar? At yeah, the club. Yeah. That, it's like something kitchen. It's a really small, teeny little place where there was like two guys playing guitar mm-hmm. and. and People crammed in, and Eddie Vedder and Kid Rock showed up, and they just like took over the microphones and started doing it. I, I for some reason I can't see Eddie Vedder hanging out with Kid Rock. Me neither. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know. Kid Rock is an amorphous personality. He he melds with whoever he's around. I guess so. I know that because I actually am Kid Rock. Uh, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Uh yeah. So anyway, uh, Chicago was uh, good times, and uh, I'm gonna start doing very early shifts. But thankfully, I have lots of friends down there to go hang out with and booze it up before. Uh... See, the difference is though, like uh, back when I was 18 and 19, um, I used to have to do shifts at like six or eight o'clock in the morning uh, back at the edge when he, when it used to be in town, and we'd go out and booze it up until like three or four, and I'd be fine to go on the air at like six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, for some reason now, I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, exactly stay out till four to be on the air at six. You know, I was just talking about that with a friend. You and I are the same age. Yeah. I would not say we're in our twilight years. <laughs> no, I but hope But there not. is a significant difference in my tolerance of the day after yeah. from when I was uh, junior, senior, and undergrad yeah. till now. Yeah. It's day and night. <laughs> I and it was like a sudden change because yeah. it was like you got out of school and uh, you started working or if you're like me you never got out of school but uh, you, all of a sudden it was like one day the hangovers just started getting worse it was yeah. so it, well, it's what happens when you get old enjoy it while you can Mitch even though you don't drink <laughs> because you're underage that's right uh, so anyway. I also uh, I had to be back for a gig on Saturday night. Oh, which tell us about the nobody gig in came detail. to. Oh. None of you guys did anyway. It was packed, but uh, uh, it was at we a, were around Saturday. Uh, I know it was at uh, good old buddies in uh, Okemos, and uh, it, it was okay. The highlight of the evening was this guy who showed up in a wheelchair um, with a bunch of friends who were giving me. They wanted me to do some extensive bass soloing, and uh, <laughs> they, the whole reason. Um, the whole reason they wanted me to do it, I guess, is because this guy was like a bass player or whatever. And uh, they're like, this guy uh, not only got into an accident and is paralyzed from the waist down, but he lost his house in Katrina, and you won't solo for him? And I'm like, oh, my God. I wonder if Def Leppard would let him play the drums. <laughs> I'm like, let me pull out my violin, and I'll play that instead. <laughs> no, he was uh, he was a lot of fun, and uh, it was it was okay. Um, there is another gig this weekend, which I will not be privy to, even though the band is playing without me, uh, at a uh, HPV fundraiser uh, in the uh, good old town of Perry. So. For those interested in fundraising high, for the human papillomavirus, uh, yeah, the human high papillom. percentage of the the old uh, warts there in Perry, <laughs> I would say that's probably a a, a good chance. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, so, in other words, the moral of the story is: don't take anybody home from that concert. Uh, Dr. Kilometer, our resident epidemiologist. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there you go. Um, that reminds me, I was taking. I, I, obviously, only Pat will probably appreciate this. I was taking my last pathophys exam today and um Uh. (laughs) what was that (laughs) Uh, that was the buzzer it's time for the lightning round (laughs) yeah apparently uh i guess that's a a sign for me to move on um no anyway i it's interesting you get to a point where you're taking exams and uh one of the uh one of the 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 sections on the exams was stis and uh basically like a whole half the exam is just pictures of um, naughty parts with bad Pictures things happening. Pictures of gnarly, gnarly genitals. Yeah, uh, and you're, that's your exam is to figure out what's happening. So uh, I think I've officially grown up. Awesome. <sighs> so anyway, um, I bet guy- Colin Farrell would be good at that game. Where are those crickets at, Chaz? There you go. Fantastic. By the way, I want to note uh, Chaz, our fantastic engineer, when not uh, selling booze and drugs to his little brother's friends, uh, cut his hair into a mohawk recently. Uh, I think it looks good. It does look good. 
Wow, I had no idea I was going to get praised for it. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm not praising you for it. <laughs> uh, you're going to go to work tonight, and uh, he said he's willing to shave it off if uh, they don't appreciate it. Well, I, I wasn't planning on having it for too long anyways. I don't, you could just decision. have it so that it lays down. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, give, I'll make sure, like, give a half comb over. Yeah, part it down the middle. middle. Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> wow. So anyway, uh, lots of oh, things. What do I know about having a job, right? I was oh! going to say one of the things uh, we are having to extend extensively talk about is the fact that Doctor Kilometer is now on uh, permanent vacation. Yeah, for a little while. Well, they're they're paying me to the end of August, so I'm on vacation for a little while, real vacation. But uh, yeah, somebody bought my company uh, about two months ago. And um, is making a lot of changes, and one of them is that they gave my job to their wife. Today's secret word is nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, you've got uh, basically paid vacation till August. Yeah. Okay. So where uh, where till September? Where in the, or, I'm sorry, till September. Where in the world is Doctor Kilometer going to go now? Well, I'm probably going to go out to visit Hollywood Andy Koval. <laughs> probably going to go visit. Philly Cheesesteak Town. (laughs) (laughs) And have another eating contest with yourself. Oh, man. Uh, Tony Luke, better watch out. And and then who knows? I don't know. Just do whatever. I I might uh, head over uh, and catch some day games over at Comerica Park um, in the upcoming weeks. Well, here's a, here's the thing. Here's my concern with this. As uh, Mitchell has pointed out so many times, you are the glue that keeps this uh, ship together. Mm. So should you leave, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, you know, I mean, we'll have to rig up some sort of ISDN line or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the radio station will cover that. Hey, speaking of which, have you heard, uh, has anybody heard anything about, uh, we always bring this up and we're like, oh, we'll get on top of it. Uh, the uh, the ladies from uh, Text Me TV. Well, you know, after, uh, I think Ju- Julia, I think was her name? Yes. I think after, after Julia moved um, out of state. No, um, you're thinking of Nicole. Right. The the one of the producers. Oh, she moved too. That was the girl that was contacting us by email. Right. And after after she moved out of state, um, I I haven't heard back from any of them. I think I think we probably have to reinitialize ourselves with them by okay. inviting them on the show again, and then okay. and then we'll invite ourselves. We might have a job show. though for Doctor Kilometer. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Hey, uh, because I keep seeing that Vanessa girl on there who was in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's not unattractive. This is true. Um, and I keep I don't I, I don't know what it is. I'm so tempted to text in and be like, Hey, what happened about uh, having those guys from uh, Happy Hour on the show? And just to see uh, what the reaction is, and then I'd have to uh, kick my own ass because <laughs> I realized <laughs> that you're up at five in the morning. Yes, yeah, and then it costs ninety. 90- <laughs> I cost some money. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been on the show, Dr. Kilometer? I caught myself. I don't know what you're talking about. Good cost Lord. some money. Okay. So anyway. An amount, a small amount of money. Uh, this is kind of a geek alert. Jeremy, did you see the new iMac is out? I did. What would you think? It looks pretty cool. It looks... I, it's not, it's, the only difference is it's the Intel Dual G5, right? It's a Core 2 dual processor, and they changed the skin of it to titanium, like the, uh, what, not PowerBooks anymore, MacBooks. Yeah, like MacBook MacBook Pros. Looks cool. It's got the 802N in it, 802.11N, so the new standard of networking that's not really ratified yet, but... it's a big update, you know. They they spent a lot of time on the iPhone, and they kind of let the Mac go for about a year, which is fair enough. But you know, this is a pretty decent upgrade, and I'm sure they'll come out with some more see, stuff pretty soon. But what about my two E? What my Apple two E? The two GS is kind of uh, <laughs> Trump that sense. Uh, I don't actually understand. I I bought the very first generation uh, iMac G5, and uh, this was prior to the uh, whole Intel thing. And it still uh, rocks my proverbial world. I have my G4 right here. It's pretty fast. Still. And I don't, you know, I don't understand. And they got rid of 17-inch monitor or the 17-inch mm-hmm. because obviously the iMacs are all built in. So you are starting a, at a higher price. Uh, granted, those monitors are uh, pretty decent, but I don't know. I, I guess uh, I guess the the future continues to uh, yeah, unfold. My next notebook will probably be a Mac, and uh, I've been watching them fairly closely because I'll be in the market pretty soon, and I, I think it's a good update. I've got a Mac Mini that uh, my parents thought was broken that I bought them brand new, like, mm, uh, I don't know, like six months ago, and I brought it back, and it works just fine. So now uh, I have uh, the G5 and the 
the Mac Mini. So you know. What so what? Did you not going to tell them that it works just fine? No, I told them, but they're apparently my parents uh, equate apples with liberals, so they don't. Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good correlation. I, I that yeah, you know. Apparently, uh, the oh, show man. has taken a nerdy turn as uh, yeah, people are letting man. me know via AOL Instant Messenger. Screen name is Impact Happy Hour. Uh, Mitchell's uh, busy playing with his nails uh, because a pedicure is apparently more important than uh, than the show. Pedicure is your yep. feet, Brock. Or a mani- Oh, sorry, manicure. Jeez. Everybody knows that. Come on, it's Manny Petty, not Petty Manny. So anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, things under suspicion, uh, let's talk about movies very quickly. Uh, as I, uh, as movies I, are under suspicion. I don't get it. No, I was just trying to make something. If your name's Jason Bourne, they are. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How about that segue? Zing. That good. Uh, oh, fantastic safari working its best uh, right now. So anyway, uh, Born Supremacy uh, being see, look at that segue. Yeah, see, Born Supremacy being the uh, number one box office uh, smash for the weekend, uh, coming in uh, second, uh, the Simpsons movie, which dropped significantly, as I said it would, because the movie sucks, uh, Underdog in at number three, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, at Hanging uh, in there. number four, and uh, Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, up to $261 million. I'm really proud of that little Chuck and Larry movie. Yeah, and who just saw the dark horse of Harry Potter reeling in the box office numbers? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, uh, a massive of surprise, but uh, the uh, Simpsons movie is at 128 million, which is apparently more than they su- su- uh, suspected to make, which uh, surprises me. I recently just got uh, the 10th season on DVD, and it is by far the best season. Uh, uh, it is so sad. False. Season 8 is the best season of The Simpsons. I would argue that probably seasons 8 through 10. Are the best. Season oh. ten has some fantastic episodes. Yeah. Is the Pinchy the Lobster episode on ten? Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it Can is. You go off the top of your head and uh, possibly say what other episodes are on season ten that are really good. Uh, there's the Pinchy one. There is the uh, episode where Homer uh, is the bodyguard for the mayor uh-huh. uh, and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker and Guys and Dolls, which it is fantastic. Is uh, the U two one on there? The Trash of the Titans. Yes, it is yes. on there as well. Which season? Man, the, that is a good season, Brock. I might redact my statement. <laughs> I'm telling you. Which season is the one where Marge and Ned Flanders play um, on oh, the waterfront? That's. Uh, Does anybody know? No. But that's a really good one. I like. I like it when uh, Ned Flanders breaks the bottle and says, <laughs> "Oh, that's called uh, Sydney Desire." Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Not on the waterfront. Um, Wow. Season 8 has the Hank Scorpio episode, though, which we all know is yes. a top three Simpsons episode of all time. Uh, the episode, uh, there's also the episode where Kim Basinger and uh, Alec Baldwin oh, move yeah. into uh, Springfield. <laughs> that is a really excellent okay, episode. I win. forgot about that for a long <laughs> yeah, time. I mean, seriously, season 10 is just chuck full. The one where uh, Bart uh, shoots the uh, bird with a BB gun and ends up being lizards. I don't remember that one. Oh, man. See, the thing is, it's all these. You watch The Simpsons on uh, Fox or whatever they're showing it on. Um, you, there's none of these episodes are ever replayed. I mean, there's a billion no, episodes, and they replay all the worst ones. Yeah, why is that? I wonder. Get Rupert Murdoch in here now. <laughs> <laughs> call, so, call Hollywood Andy Koval. He's got Rupert on Speed Dial 1. Yeah. So anyway, uh, movies uh, currently playing. Jeremy, you are screwing up my internet connection. I'm just letting you know right now. I am not... Uh, what are you downloading? <laughs> Jerry's blamed for all the troubles with the internet. <laughs> You're the reason it's unregulated. Oh. <laughs> so apparently, uh, obviously, Daddy Day Camp uh, didn't come into the to- uh, top five. I saw an advertisement for that, I think, back in uh, March. Yeah. And uh, that's all I heard of it. Somebody directed that movie who's made good movies before. Whoa. Look on there and check out who the director is. Of it's Daddy some- Day Camp? It's somebody uh, that we recognize and know. That- I can't place it in my head right now. That should have been a straight to video. No, but Daddy Daddy Day Camp is directed by somebody who has made decent movies before. Steven Spielberg. No, it's like a, <laughs> George Lucas. It's like a young director who's moderately hip. Director Fred Savage. Fred Savage. <laughs> yes. Yep. That, yeah, of course. How do we forget the directorial prowess of Fred Savage? Because his on his big screen career has been uh, so amazing. The Wizard Man. The Wiz. The, yeah. Now. The Wiz. 
Is it the is Wiz? It the wizard is no, the Wiz. It's the Wizard. I know. Yeah, it's the, the Wizard. Wi- the Wiz is about the Wizard of Oz. So yeah. I saw the Wizard at the drive-in. Fifty thousand on Double Dragon. Doing their yeah, doing their best to sell the Power Glove. Oh, uh, such and a good movie. Mario Three. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Kind of like Transformers was a big GM advertisement. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, isn't Bumblebee supposed to be a Volkswagen? I'm just curious. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. And not. Hasbro Toys, which just happened to be on every billboard. <sighs> Hey, by the way, um, what uh, is there? Can you give us any insight as to what's currently big in the the uke? Uh, well, when we were there, Harry Potter was released, the new book. Yeah, so sure. uh, literally, one morning I was on the tube, the underground, the right. subway, as we call it. Mind the gap. You were on the and, tube, and uh, <clears throat> the Wall Street types, the kids on the way on the way to school, the college kids, the hipsters. I would say ninety percent of the people on my train had that in front of their faces. Really? Meredith actually stayed inside one day while we were in London and read the whole thing cover to cover. Wow. Uh, the movies were playing at, of course, every single theater there. Right. Um, so Potter was the hip thing going on there. Um, I'm trying to think. Lots of uh, flats with tights on the ladies. Ooh, yeah. Um, your, uh, your wife is not... Male fashion was the pointy shoes with their super slick uh, suits. They have right. better suits than we do. I'm just going to put really that out there. They have really good suits. Right. Uh, Gordon Ramsay is still very much talked about over there. But the big thing, the big two news items were the Becks coming to, to the U.S., to right. L.A. The Becks. The Becks. The Becks. Um, and then uh, Lilo going to jail for the... Second, wow, third time. That was big yeah, news. That's front page news on all all the rags. <laughs> Dude, somebody just argued the other day. Uh, uh, I, I think it was on Pres Hilton, but they're like, "Why is it such a big deal? She's not even an A list star. Mm-hmm. She, she hasn't had a hit movie in four years, right? <laughs> I, mean Girls. I might argue that she could be a, a like upper tier B star yeah. if she could get her act cleaned up. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. She's a coke. Yeah, but she's also on the OC as well. So uh, the OC and the blow do not make a fan. And wearing other people's pants while chasing your uh, assistant's mom. Also not mom. a good idea. What's yeah. the OC? Oxycontin. Oh, that's, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, and dab in some ecstasy and the like in there, too, and it makes what, for... What haves you? Uh, yeah, it's, it makes for a fantastic weekend. Yeah. So, uh, I'm just, I'm waiting for um, for the for all the news outlets to cover... Um, that Hayden Panettiere's she's turning eighteen. I'm oh, waiting yeah. for that. Did the, you see the, this? The, the story. The story. I think it was in uh, OK about um, Britney Spears going nuts after a video or something and hanging out with a college dude. I saw that. And getting all wasted and taking off all her clothes. And so the college guy was actually smart and was like taking pictures of everything <laughs> and documenting it and made a ridiculous amount of money selling the story to. Uh, I hope so. Good I hope for him. paid for a night out at the bar for him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get in, uh, back into uh, movies uh, worth their weight, apparently. Michelle Pfeiffer hasn't had a movie in a while, right? Uh, yes, no? What was the last Michelle Pfeiffer movie? Scarface? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Batman <laughs> Returns. She was in Scarface. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Uh, like 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Stardust opening this week. I just saw a preview for that. The uh, visuals look stunning, and I'm not sure about the plot. I heard really good things. There was actually a sneak preview uh, for some select people on the campus of MSU this week. And oh, really? They uh, had some good reviews. It? Who are these I, I select didn't. people? Uh, some uh, campers on campus. You know, they have like the student groups come on campus. Oh, I was going to say, it wasn't the state People news, only whiting saying out with. You know. Have you seen mm-hmm. uh, any previews for that new Russell Crowe and uh, uh, who else? Christian Bale Western called the 310 to... Uh, Oh, yes, I have. Holy cow, that looks good. Yes, I have. Where he's like, uh, Russell Crowe gets captured and all his posse's trying to come get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anything with Christian Bale, I'll sign up for. (laughs) Seriously. Wow. The the new hit, I'm I'm marking it down right now, is going to be the Wes Anderson movie. I believe it's called The Jarling Express. Yeah. Yes. Um, And it's Owen Wilson... Adrian Brody from The Pianist. He won, of course, the Academy Award for that. The Pianist. Okay. Um, And uh, Jason Schwartzman, who Uh. is a staple in Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. And they play brothers, and uh, they're in India or something along those lines, and they're taking a train to places. Yeah, and the whole idea is that they're going to reunite their family 
ties, no Alex P. Keaton involved, <laughs> though if there was, I'd be there double. Wow. Um, Not enough Yeah, it looks good. Looks good. And the other movie that's on my... Uh, on on my radar, it doesn't come out till next year, but it is. Uh, oh gosh, it's that, about a huge barber on your radar. who's a murderer. Clear, and it's directed by Tim Burton and stars De- Johnny Depp. And oh that's, yeah, 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 that's going to be a great movie, and I can't think of what the name of it is. I uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but back to Stardust real quick. Uh, let's let's take a look at uh, who's in Stardust. Claire Danes, who um, every girl in my high school was apparently that chick from my so-called life <laughs> for uh, my two years of high Lindsay school. Lindsay Lohan's in the Stardust, as we just discussed. Uh, Not the movie. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Robert De Niro <laughs> is Captain Shakespeare. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Sienna Miller. Uh, Charlie Cox, um, other names. Peter O'Toole. Is really? Rupert Everett. Uh, and uh, somebody is playing a part by the name of Primus, which is sweet because uh, I like that <laughs> Les band. Les Claypool. Yeah, Les Claypool is Primus. So anyway, that movie uh, coming out uh, tomorrow night. I hadn't heard anything about it until uh, within the until like I a just, week I just ago. saw the first ad today. I've never heard anything about it. It's it pretty high budget, ooh. which I can't believe they haven't advertised the stink out of it. It's a star-studded cast. I have. Bob. I know. I am excited because have you seen this picture of a uh, not-so-clothed Rosario Dawson and her new movie, Descent? Uh, do you have that in front of you? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to open it up right now, but... Uh, Does she swing both ways? The internet uh, is... Uh, the, the pro- it's NC-17, and mm. a promising college student becomes bent on seeking revenge after a shocking... Oh, I'm glad that just disappeared. Thanks hmm. a lot. It's probably Jeremy's fault. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all Jeremy's fault. <laughs> uh, but Rosario Dawson is the only one in this. Ooh, She's NC- a cutie. NC-17 as well. I so. really liked her in uh, Josie and the Pussycats. She was, she was in that movie? Yeah. You watched that movie? Yeah. So, uh, other movies out this week. Uh, Rush Hour 3. Oh, boy. Yeah, a fantastic slew of racist and stereotype movies. I bet it'll do well. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it'll do good. Did anybody see The Bourne Supremacy, by the way? No, I will. And it's The Bourne Ultimatum. Ultimatum. I'm sorry. There's three of them. I apologize. Uh, Skinwalkers, which I've seen something uh, about. Two sects of werewolves battle one another for control of a child. Half human, half wolf, who has the power to end their curse. Wasn't that called Underworld? The Teen Wolf, I think. Sounds awesome. <laughs> no, that was better the first time when it was Yeah, teen we wolf. definitely need a Teen Wolf 3. <laughs> so this time the wolf will just shake a lot too soon. <laughs> who would play... Okay, so we have Michael J. Oh Fox, and we have Jason Bateman playing the Teen Wolves. Who would we have for Teen Wolf 3? That's my question. Oh, man. Jason Schwartzman. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Schwartzman will work. He could pull it off. One of the Wilson brothers. <laughs> Luke Wilson. Uh, the Luke only Wilson is Teen Wolf. There you go. The only other movie coming up that I'm really looking forward to is a movie by the name of Superbad. Oh, yeah. That looks really good. Which, Which has George Michael from Arrested Development in it. Can't think of his real name. I'm Michael sorry. Michael Sarah is his real name. Thank you. <laughs> God. Uh, Doctor Kilometer is uh, also another movie that is uh, in the same vein, as far as I'm concerned. With I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Balls of Fury uh, coming out on August 29th. I will not defend that movie. That movie mm. looks really, really, just absolute lowest comedy. It ever. really does. Unlike it? Chuck and Larry, I'm embarrassed. Did you for see walking. that movie yet? No, but <laughs> why are you defending it? I don't have anything it? to do. I'm going to see it. Uh, well, okay, but why do you defend it so much if you haven't even seen it? Because it has Kevin James and Jessica Biel and Adam Sandler in it. So, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's a movie that's coming out that I know nothing about, uh, but it is. I think they had Doctor Kilometer in mind. The title of the movie: I want someone to eat cheese with. <laughs> coming What's out wrong with that? on uh, September 5th. Sounds great. It's also the title of my journal. <laughs> blog. We call them blogs. It's, uh, no, he still writes life. his with a feather uh, feather pen. <laughs> pen. No, actually, I just have a Word document that's called like www.drkilometersbloggingontheinternet.com. Wrd. <laughs> <laughs> I just type. I just type in the. Um, I just type in the Word document, and that's my blog. Man, Doctor Kilometer secrets revealed. Yowza! It's like an Easter egg hidden in the show. <laughs> 
<laughs> DVD this week, Disturbia. Uh, oh which boy, Hitchcock made it better. It seems to me that that was out not that long ago. Uh, are we done yet? Uh, Ice Cube obviously still uh, still has his sanity about him, making movies about uh, fighting raccoons. Uh, Do you think if Ice Cube 2007 saw Ice Cube 1990, do you think they would get in a 9mm fight? <laughs> I I think Cube's probably still got a little bit of the South Central in him. I, I think uh, he's a smart businessman, but I wouldn't want to get in a tangle with him. I agree. <laughs> I agree with Pat. No, I'm saying... 2007 Ice Cube versus I know what you're saying. Ice Cube. Do you think well, we're talking the Predator or Lethal Injection? Do you do you think 1990 yeah. Ice Cube would be like, all right, 2007 Ice Cube, you're too you're too soft. <laughs> Boom. Like they're at a NATO so meeting. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That's a viable line so of conversation. In, in the process of talking of the 1989 uh, Ice Cube talking to the 2007 Ice Cube, does somebody have to get the sports betting book back uh, from the 1989 Ice Are we Cube? Talking back to the future too. Wow, you're really intertwining <laughs> this. This is really good. So anyway, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also out. Uh, TMNT as it is, yeah, uh, uh, the kids call it, uh, which got like one star and was in the theaters for about three weeks. Another big bomb out on DVD this week. I think I love my wife. Chris Rock's uh, directorial debut, which was a huge bomb, uh, and I had no no one that saw it, so I guess I can't I say heard of that. I did see Chris Rock's movie um, From Heaven. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. It was on cable, where he um, basically gets put his soul gets put into the body. Oh of yeah, a, yeah, of a fat white dude. Yeah, I've seen that. And a bunch that of movie times. is equally terrible. I'm yes, sure it is so. awful. Uh, un- unaccompanied minors also oh, out on uh, DVD. Uh, sounds like a movie Chaz would be into. Uh, but that is also out on uh, DVD this week. Isn't it that one about the air? They're waiting yeah. in an airport terminal. And yes, it is. Will Will Wilver Verlatorama is in it. <laughs> yeah, something I am like the one that. Humping the miners oh. just to defend myself on that. Topic. <laughs> okay, I'm just make sure. Uh, TV. There's uh, not a lot going on at the moment. Shark Week is over. Oh, you know what's great about Shark Week? You always know something good's going to be on. Exactly. I mean, there could be absolute crud on the TV, and uh, Shark Week. It's there for you. See, but the thing is, though, I was complaining about this last week. Is Shark Week is always great, but they seem to replay a lot of their they, stuff. They lately. do, but they come up with something new every year. Like this year, they talked about jumping great whites. Now, it's so great, though. It's like, the great white, the killer of the seas. And then the next half hour, the great white is misunderstood. Yeah, and it's exactly not, right. It's not the killing a machine that everyone thinks it is. Great white. There's only been like 60 confirmed deaths from the great white. That's plenty for me. Yeah. And they oh. talk about that battleship that sank with the 600 oh, sailors. Oh, the got. Indianapolis? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. they're like, it's the greatest shark attack ever. And then it gets into the show, and it's like... Well, no one actually ever saw a shark attack a live human being, but they were scavenging off the people that died in the water. Yeah, I was. Uh, that, the only impressive one that I saw was the dude that had the cojones was grabbing. Like, there was a great white, it was a female or something, it was like 18, 19 feet. He was just grabbing the dorsal fin. Swimming, oh, yeah. Swimming just hanging out. Did yeah. you see the guy? I can't remember what one this was on, but it's, this starts off with this guy walking down the beach with this nice sunset in the background, and then he starts talking about how a great white almost took his arm off. Oh. And he's got this. <laughs> This huge scar looks like the Mariana's trench down his arm. Oh, this I, is great. Shark Week is always great uh, for the um, the reenactments, uh, <laughs> like almost like on um, like un- unsolved mysteries or anything. Like the reenactments on shows are great, but it's like the reenactments are like the worst cardboard shark ever in the water, and it's like oh my god! And somebody you can like see someone in the background dumping a bucket of like red fluid. <laughs> Oh, it's so great! But they did have one video which I've seen on the internet before, where that they were uh, there was a group of people where they were on a it was a relatively large boat, and they were out in the middle of the ocean, basically by the Bermuda Triangle, kind of. They decided to go swimming, and uh, there's all these like smaller boats where they were getting on and off. Then they disappeared. No, no, no. Then there was a uh, yeah, by UFOs, yeah, UFO uh, sharks. And there's a girl swimming, and it's like the actual video, and the girl swimming, and all of a sudden, here's like this 18-foot great white comes up and just grabs this chick by the oh, leg. Oh, yeah, that was the the camcorder video yeah. that was real. And they no just, reenactment there. Yeah, they pull her up out of the water, and she's like, oh, I just heard a pop. Yeah, and like, I lost from, my leg. Yeah, from the pelvis down, there's uh, just uh, blood. Wow, awesome happy hour story. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Good time. Uh, the show I've been watching that I catch when I can, um, 
Human Weapon. Oh, I that? just yeah, absolutely. It's on the uh, History show, Channel. Yeah, it I is. Cool, like, it is cool. These, right these two morons <laughs> <laughs> travel around the world. There's two guys, right? Yeah, there's and uh, they're trained in some particular form of martial arts, and they're allegedly really good, but. The whole idea of the show is that they take on the best in the world of this particular fighting style after, like, two days of training. Well, well, I I, I thought they go around the world and they learn all these new fighting techniques. So at the very end of the series, they fight some super... Shredder. Splinter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A Rokosaki. Level 2 boss. Yeah, so... Uh, But it's cool. It is. It's a cool show. Like a real-life video game. Amazing. Are they, like, breaking stuff with their hands and feet and faces and stuff? Oh, yeah. And uh, this week, they're learning some French martial art, which I thought was kind of funny. Usually the History Channel... (laughs) While the History Channel is always great... uh, favorite French joke here. French (laughs) martial art, like... Take a bite of cheese, a drink of wine, and then you, like, flick somebody's ear. That's the French martial art. <laughs> but first you make a bechamel. Wow. Come on, that was a funny joke. Yeah, that was all right. Uh, I, would, uh, I would argue that's against the, it. That's the, most, that's the best French martial art joke I could come okay. up with. So anyway, the History Channel <laughs> where... I liked it. <laughs> the the uh, good old History Channel where the H usually stands for Hitler. Um, I've been noticing more of a... Uh, a, a away from World War II. Yeah. Uh, and more We're moving uh, towards the Korean War now. Yeah. No, they've actually had a show on lately. It's something like Underground something where they oh, go to a yeah. bunch of cities well, and then you... Uh, Cities underground. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. That's cool. And the mo- the modern marvels are always cool, insightful. Yeah, I like. You gotta, you gotta find a good one though. Did you see the modern marvel with the um, good old Mackinac Bridge on it? Uh, uh, oh, it's no, a fantastic one. I haven't seen that, but the uh, Dirty Jobs about the Mackinac Bridge airs this week or next week. Oh, that's right. I will watch again. I'll watch exclusively anything with Mike Rowe in it. He is yeah. a great narrator, captivating. Does his research. That's all I'm saying. My it's so funny. My parents think like my parents uh, again. I you know I usually complain about them on the show, but it's always lovingly kind of. And uh, they live up in the UP, and uh, they know you know I've been in kind of um, I, I put quotations around like the entertainment industry because I've been in radio um, for the past decade, but mostly in the Lansing area. So it's not like I'm rubbing elbows with a bunch of you know famous people. But over the past you know couple years, I've done more progressively bigger things working in radio in chicago and you know having friends in important places so my parents always watch tv and the first thing they do is they're like oh uh there's this new show uh, dirty jobs with mike road you know have you ever talked with mike road you know you hang out <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like yeah uh, no uh, you're uh, the king of the entertainment uh, industry yeah, to oh, my parents story, well see the thing was the thing that sealed it for my parents is i was working back when i was working um Every weekend at Q101 was back when Mancow was uh, working at Q101. And he started doing um, bits on Fox News. Um, and, of course, my parents have that on 24 hours a day. So um, when I would have stories about, um, you know, I would have run-ins, I'd have to fill in doing the overnight before Mancow would come in, and I would have conversations with the guy. As soon as I knew somebody, and somebody knew me that was on Fox News, it was all the validation my parents ever needed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, Brock did turn out all right. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Some guy, but uh, I was not a big fan of the guy, so, um, yeah, anyway. Well, if he's on Fox News. Yeah. Well, he's not even on Fox News anymore. I don't know. If he's doing radio, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, my parents uh, find it in- interesting. Every time they see something new, to ask me if I know anybody. Uh, well, you're a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I work at uh, college radio station in East Listeners Lansing. across the world. Hollywood Andrew Nyland actually uh, might take a job at the revived Unsolved Mysteries show. Really? Oh, Is no. it revived? Yes. Who's going to host it? it. Um, unknown. They're bringing Robert Stack back, back from, from the, the dead. dead. <laughs> do, 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 Did he die? Robert do, 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 do. Stack died? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. 2001-ish? Yeah, well, I say it was a while ago. <laughs> well, anyways, we, we, they're... That they're would be it. the perfect spot to cue in the update song <laughs> from <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries. After the initial broadcast, it was turned out that Robert Stack died four years ago. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's contemplating it. So that's the end of the story, really. <laughs> wow, all right, fantastic. Anything else you're watching on TV, Mitchell? 
uh, because uh, you are the high school generation. Yeah, here. you know, you're the the prize. We're all out of the 18 to See, 24 you guys, demo. You guys always feed me that line, but I You don't. know what? You know what? You will take that line, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because it is true. See, here's, here's you're right, the thing. but I don't, I don't watch... I watch the History Channel, I watch the Discovery Channel. You, know, I don't, I don't you sound like us nerds. Off, though, because I, I just... Uh, I was at this workshop for high school students all week, and uh-huh. so we were in Shaw Hall and hanging out, and, you know, they have TVs everywhere in the lounges. A lot of them are watching, like, dirty jobs and stuff like that. I was Man, very surprised. Wild. Man, yeah. what are our high schoolers doing being informed? Yeah. Well, at least they're not watching Laguna Beach in the OC. My Super Sweet 16. The OC is canceled. Dude, they are doing a My Super Sweet 16 movie. And they're out on DVD now. Who wants to rewatch that crud? You wonder what I... Yesterday, I watched... Dude, you have the most interesting... Last time I got in trouble. Because I referred to it in in a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, That would be... uh... Crud. That's the new new word. Oh, Um, some some crud. Rome season two out on DVD. Double thumbs up. Oh yeah, I uh, I have they. Uh, did you guys hear about? I don't think I mentioned this on the show last time. Did you see that uh, the uh, the little the, the father from Little People Got Big World got busted for DUI? Yeah, really. I love that. Uh, I love the, oh, that's a great show. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, they're he got like busted. the most normal family on TV. Seriously, um, I wouldn't say they're exactly normal. And he had priors. They, they send their kids normal. to a crazy Christian school. First of all, that a, did you know that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I missed that part of the show. And uh, she's, uh, she, uh, the, the, they just had the episode on the other day where she spoke at uh, Central. And it's so funny because it's like she's speaking at Central to the students, and like you look through the audience, and the camera pans through, and there's like half of it is like Michigan State shirts, the other half is U of M shirts, and there's like five CMU kids. <laughs> like, woo! We still go here. Uh, but uh, yeah, he got busted for DUI. And the thing is, how are you going to uh, get a field sobriety test? I mean, the guy walks on crutches, uh-huh. walking a straight line. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I would have to imagine his stature, like one drink would probably put him over the line. We have to bring in a police officer to find out how they deal with people who are, like, disabled or mentally uh, handicapped. Dude, this is the idea. Like, you are on break until September. You are going to get loaded, and we're going to bring a cop in, and he's going to show us what he does to uh, to make sh- to check to see if people are loaded, and we're um, going to see if you can pass the test. Oh, oh, from the cop? Mm, man, I don't know. I think I could do it. I've <laughs> taken a couple of those safe driver tests here in this very community. Uh-huh. They're not very friendly about. It. Of course, I passed both of them. But the thing is, after you pass the field test, you still get a breathalyzer, and if you pass that, it's kind of a fifty-fifty shot whether they take you in for a blood draw or whether they let you go. I got let go twice as I blew a point zero zero one on the first occasion oh and a zero zero three on the second. Really? Oh. Yeah. I wonder how you know how much a blood draw probably costs the community. A lot. Yeah, because that's not an easy thing. Not to mention the time spent in the ER. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I uh, I just got a bill from the ER the other day because I took uh, the old lady in for uh, an issue and uh, <laughs> for tune up. <laughs> for a tune up. <laughs> And uh, it was interesting uh, to see. Yes, she was I, idling a little rough, yeah. so I decided to take it. <laughs> Double quartz low. <laughs> Double quartz low. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I was interested to see the bill from that. So uh, replace the carburetor, if you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, your uh, HPV valve is loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I hope not. Uh, so anyway, by the way, her parents listen to the show, so. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, just so. We only just made car jokes. I don't know what yeah. Yeah. to be offended about yeah so anyway i will be getting a talking to her birthdays uh, we're celebrating on sunday so it will be uncomfortable thanks a lot so she <laughs> so her warranty just expired is that what you're saying <laughs> all right guard anyway so uh i didn't really have any other news other than to bring that up and uh for some reason it turned into that amalgamation of uh <laughs> whatever that was whatever that was <laughs> of crad <laughs> So yeah, a bunch of crap. <laughs> so what do you guys think about uh obviously we only have uh, a few minutes left here but um the whole Barry Bonds thing. I uh, I'm just curious. Uh, we're not sports dudes. Yeah, um, we're not. You know. Did he He did. He got yeah, it. He seven, got it. Um, 7.56. If yeah. there wasn't so much like, oh, he's a juicer, I'd be like, that's pretty cool, but I don't know. Yeah. I just can't take him seriously. I can't either and a lot of people make the argument, you know, if he gets in the Hall of Fame, so should Pete Rose. Here's the unfortunate thing about Barry Bonds, and I think he probably was juicing. Um, 
there was nothing in the rule books of Major League Baseball said you couldn't. Said you couldn't. That's, That's right. True. So I don't know. I think it's a a lausy way to break a record that's so heralded in sports history, but it is what it is. Well said. Not against the law. Well said. No. See, I don't have any problem with them with them saucing. Here's here's what I think. Okay, I is it I guess you. <laughs> Brock is wearing a sleeveless I don't know. Uh, No, uh, I don't and think punched me twice during this broadcast. Yeah. See, here's the thing, um, and I always argue in the favor of steroids because it is part of the uh, America's ridiculous drug war. Um, first of all, there's absolutely no, um, and I, you're not going to believe me on this, but there is no documented evidence that uh, the proper use of anabolic steroids are detrimental to the body. Where they say like cancer, hypertension, we're not talking about that, all this man. stuff. But here, let me let me. Let me continue. Okay. So, um, first of all, they're not the bit, you know the roid rage bad thing that they are. Second of all, everybody, uh, there is a huge, huge percentage of everybody in sports that as long as, as steroids have existed, they have been done. Steroids obviously didn't uh, wreck Arnold Schwarzenegger's life, and he started doing them when he was like 15, allegedly. So, um, I don't think, it, Americans want to see home runs. That's what they want to see. And dingers. Dingers, that's right. And <laughs> You want an explanation or you want me to hit some dingers? <laughs> and while I would... Uh, wow. Uh, and while I would Season argue... Season nine, I think. Dingers. Yeah. Dingers. <laughs> while I would argue that uh, the the batting has not gotten progressively better in baseball over the 50, past 50 years, the pitching has. So, um, I mean... I, I think know. batting's gotten better. I don't. I don't agree. There's uh, the batting averages that, no, have been there's progressively more, there's lower. There's more power. There's more power in batting now. There's like there's not there's not a lot like doubles and singles and doubles. Um, you know there. I don't think there's as much emphasis on those as there used to be. There's more emphasis on home runs and power hitting and, and stuff like that now. I think, I, I baseball's kind of my. I guess I'd put it as my second favorite sport. I'm, uh, next to drinking. <laughs> right, right. Uh, next, next to hockey. Next to French martial arts. Here's my problem with the, with the dinger thing. Baseball, I don't think, was ever intended to be a game of home runs. I, right. I think the American public has now shifted the focus there, where now it's okay to strike out and have a 120 batting average as long as you have 70 home runs That's on your right. belt. Exactly. And I don't care for it, but again, it is what it is. Well, the other thing is, like, everybody assumes uh, that, you know, if you're dumping some test into your system or whatever, you're doing steroids, that all you have to do is just, uh, you know, inject and uh, you're good to go. You I don't think that's bust the perception. I don't think that's yes, the perception. Yes, it is. I would say that the perception is that people think you take this stuff, you're automatically better. I, I mean, don't they, think so. I think it is. I think, yeah, see, uh, Amanda agrees with me, and she's a chick. So uh, that counts for something. It's a bird. Like, so of course she's right. You know, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you get two votes against you and one vote for you, and you I automatically win? I, I just I have a hard problem with it. Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, sweet. So anyway. Um, I, I think, think there's it, validity to your You, see, you think arguments. there should be an asterisk next to it? <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not going to be because there can't be because it wasn't against the rules. That's yeah, right. but I mean it is now and it has been for the last couple of seasons. And okay, Barry Bonds, he 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 definitely juiced, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, allegedly, his, allegedly. <laughs> no, well, okay, uh, he allegedly juiced. I think it's definite, and I'll tell you why. Um, his head size increased and his shoe size increased. Um, after age 35. But that's more indicative of human growth hormone and not anabolic steroids. And human growth hormone is still not illegal in baseball. So do you think he was juicing both? I mean, is that possible? Yeah, is it's that, absolutely. That? That's what bodybuilders do to get to mm-hmm. be 305 pounds and 4% body fat. Because, of course, obviously they showed Barry Bonds. They showed... Um, like a time lapse. Oh, like yeah. th- at once they showed him hit a one home run. It showed his one hundredth home run, his two hundred, three hundred, yada yada yada, and every single time, absolutely, it, he he gets bigger. But the huge changes are from four hundred till now, yeah. when he just absolutely just ballooned up. Well, and he- I don't know if that's. Because he's getting older, and, and you know your body fills out or whatever. But I mean, he started out as a really young, skinny guy, like Curtis Granderson, like a Curtis Granderson type yeah. of player. And um, you know, by the end, he looks like he looks like now. I mean, he looks like he's a bodybuilder, and it's ridiculous. 
Mm, I don't know. I, uh, I I don't have a problem with anybody doing steroids in sports because, I mean, you're uh, putting your body through enough crap as it is and what's cutting off another but five baseball, years But baseball, I think, is the least um, strenuous on your body. That's why you see baseball players play for 21, 22, 23 seasons. That is you don't, great. You don't see that with football. You don't see that with soccer. You, I can't think of another sport maybe besides... Maybe besides professional volleyball, Curly. that for getting billiards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jeremy. No what, what other what other major sports? Maybe maybe the listeners can help us out. What what other major sports does um, people play for twenty one, twenty two seasons? Golf. Yeah, golf is certainly true. Another non contact sport. I see. Here's uh, do my, you hear about people juicing for golf? No. That would be awesome. There was just, uh, um, I don't know if it was steroid specific, but there was just a big report on drug abuse in professional golf. Really? Yeah. I just read about it. Must have been last week. It was after I got home from Foggy what was the uh, What was the drug of choice by I, the I golfers? don't remember what they mentioned specifically. Um, Delauded? <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, Up with their chronic arthritis. I always, <laughs> I always hear a lot about, um, like, you know, there have always been lots of drug abuse in baseball. Yeah. Not not just steroids, but, you know, greenies and uppers and all that stuff. <laughs> stuff, to, stuff to make you right. have more stamina and, you know, people obviously pitching no-hitters on LSD and all that stuff. You know, I think as fans, we deserve the, we deserve the greatest athlete science can create. Exactly. I mean, why, why not have every guy... Smacking home runs every time. That'd be awesome. Well, here, my argument is, remember when baseball in the 90s just fell out? They went on strike and nobody cared about baseball. The price of baseball cards plummeted. Everything sucked. And all of a sudden, Mark McGuire started hitting home runs. And all of a sudden, holy crap, he hit 70 home runs. Baseball's popular again. I can't argue with that. That's certainly a true statement. That's a valid argument. In fact, I stopped watching baseball after the strike and could have cared less about it. But I don't think I really started watching it until about Three or four seasons ago, when the Tigers were at their worst, yeah, I started watching again. And I, I don't know. I just I don't think people should. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think people should give uh, Mr. Bonds a hard time because uh, it's a competitive thing. And if it wasn't illegal, he's using every advantage he can to get ahead. More power to him. Whether or not there's an official asterisk by that record, it will always be there. In oh I, yeah, absolutely. I, the generation that generations <laughs> that witnessed it. You know, maybe that'll go away in time, or maybe it won't. But that's all I had to say. Even Bud Selig's announcement after Barry Bonds had broke an the record next to it didn't have an asterisk next to it. But it said, "It said, despite all of the um, allegations that are swirling around this record, this is a day of celebration and congratulations for Barry Bonds." I mean, you can't argue the guy's timing. But the power came from somewhere. Yeah. But the timing, you can't obviously take a drug to get. <laughs> does does he? Well, now that he has a record. Does he retire after the season? I, yeah. yeah, he will. So. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, w- by the way, did anybody see what happened to that baseball? I saw people throwing punches and elbows <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you see the ESPN uh, clip? No. People were mauling each other for well, that. I ball. was curious as to even though we can't necessarily talk about. Prices on the air. Right. I remember what the Mark McGuire ball went for, and I can only imagine what this ball is I, worth. You know how they were uh, putting holograms and chips in the Mark McGuire balls when they were expecting him to beat the record? Were they doing that with these balls? They were That's doing. Interesting. They did a report on how the umps were marking down. They had specific serial numbers on each ball, uh-huh. so they knew uh, what the serial. Only the umpire would know what the serial number was. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. I did see. Um, I actually read an article today. Mm-hmm. Um, on ESPN about the guy who um, who caught it. He's like a 23-year-old uh, uh, college guy, and he it was just purely serendipity that he got to the ballpark. Um, he was in town um, visiting a friend of his, and he had had this trip planned for a long time. And they they were like, you know, hey, we might as well we might as well go to the game. And as as the time approached, like because they they predicted that Barry Bonds would break the record like three weeks ago, and as time approached, they kept thinking to themselves, wow, wow, you know, maybe maybe it'll be the night. And finally, you know, it was the night, and they got their seats, and it, they were in the bleachers, and uh, um, he just got it, and. He said that people were kicking him in the head, people were punching him to get the ball, and he had to, like, um, go on it and... 
Listen to this. There's an article Crouch. on CNN.SI.com. The kid's name is Matt Murphy. Now, if he could, he sells the ball. It's only worth. Um, it's not worth seven figures. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, however, by him catching the ball, he owes taxes based on the reasonable estimate of its value. Really. What? He owes taxes on a ball he caught because of what it's worth. That he didn't sell. That he's not selling. That's Munch and Malarkey. And it's six-figure tax figure, 35%. So he potentially can't afford to keep it. So he'll have to sell it. I I logged on to eBay today. and Here you go. Listen to this. On the other hand, he said, if the ongoing federal investigation into steroid abuse among professional athletes takes a criminal turn for bonds, the ball's value could go down, which would likely allow Murphy to claim a loss. On a ball he caught at a ballpark. <laughs> That's pretty insane. I love our country's tax system. That's pretty insane. Are you sh- so if you cut a ball and he wants to keep it, he's a college student. He's going to have to come up with six figures worth of money to keep a ball? He's going to have to sell it. That is ridiculous. I to mean, somebody who's going to undercut the price substantially, somebody who can afford to pay what it's worth. On eBay today, the front page of eBay was a full-page ad that said... Dear Mr. whatever his name is, um, we would like the opportunity to bid on your ball. Sincerely, the eBay community. Really? Yeah. Wow. The whole the whole front page of eBay. Pretty insane. He'll Man, have to sell it. I don't... That's an interesting how can thing. That be, how can that be legal that he has to pay taxes on it? I don't get it. That's, it's a ball. He should have to pay maybe what the ball itself is worth, $1.95 or however much. Because how could anybody argue for the exact value of a ball? The government's going to argue that a ball is worth a certain amount of money because of what this it is? This could be a big-time court case. Wow. No, it won't. He'll sell it, and he'll pay the taxes, and he'll live happily ever after. Good Lord. With way more money he had it's before. Disgusting, though. Yeah, it's unreal. Unreal. Anyway, uh, you've been listening to Happy Hour. We uh, uh usually not the big sports guys, but uh, interesting stuff nonetheless. You can check us out on MySpace, myspace.com slash... Uh, Impact Happy Hour, also uh, a podcast of the show, uh, past episodes, the, the hilarity ensues at uh, impact89fm.org. Look forward to uh, a little later this evening, the Hours of Power with Puke Pile and the Torture, <laughs> coming, up, <laughs> coming up at 10 o'clock, and uh, of course next, it's Amanda with uh, the, uh, you know, I have a uh, message for Amanda, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it over the air because I'm using this like an intercom system. Uh, my uh, my old lady called me, and she said the band, the Paper Saints, or Paper Street Saints or something, want to get a gig in uh, in Lansing, and they want to help. So do you know who I'm talking about? Okay. So um, I told them Max is probably their only bet, but uh, yeah. You're this not helping with the nodding. Radio yeah, right this is great. This is professional radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the basement is up next. Two hours of local music, courtesy of Amanda. So she'll uh, she'll let you know what the hell I was talking about because I certainly don't know. In the meantime, uh, we'll all have an exciting weekend. I'll have lots to talk about, and we will be back here next Thursday at seven o'clock. It's right here on Impact eighty nine FM.